it was an absolute saving grace when he was little and I was experiencing postpartum depression and anxiety um, because, you know, even though I, I went to therapy, I was offered medication, I, I sort of originally went like a traditional healing route. Um, I didn't find it to be effective for me. And I found that when I leaned into meditation, little moments of mindfulness throughout my day that I could create with him and um, breathing practices, movement practices, that I could not only completely transform what I was feeling into something really beautiful and joyful and peaceful, but I could also get to the root causes of a lot of what I was experiencing, which I hadn't found in any other approach. Welcome to Work Like a Mother, sharing real conversations with inspiring women juggling work, life, and motherhood. I'm Bridget Garsh, co-founder of Neighbor Schools, and today I'm excited to chat with Karina Debbie. Karina's a teacher of mindfulness at Eastern Oregon University, co-founder and head of mindfulness at Mindful Mamas, and is a single mama to a five-year-old. Welcome, Karina. We're so happy to have you. One question that springs to mind right off the bat, given your work with Mindful Mamas, is did you know that your career would always center around mindfulness, meditation, and yoga? Not at all. I think maybe if I'd had a higher perspective, I might have seen all of these threads of my life kind of weaving together in that direction. But um, I started out as a kid, as an actor and a model, and I just kind of always thought, that that was going to be my trajectory. Um, and at the same time, while well, that's what I pursued once I became a teenager and a young adult, um, all I really ever wanted to do was be a mom. Like I just, I felt that calling and I, I witnessed my mom who just seemed so motherly, you know, in addition to having me and my siblings, she had a home daycare when I was growing up. So I just saw her in the role of mother all the time. And I just thought it was, it was the highest calling for, for someone and, and especially to be a stay at home mom and to just be like fully immersed in that. I had this very like idealized, romanticized idea of that. And um, and so I just, I just knew, you know, no matter what happens in my career, like I, I'm destined to be a mother and like, that's where my, my work is. And then when I became a mother and I became a stay at home mom and I realized how hard that was, I had to kind of go through this process of, um, letting go of the dream that I had and realizing that it wasn't what I had idealized it to be. Um, and that you know, suddenly through motherhood, I found that there were these parts of myself that wanted to come out and express themselves in the world that I hadn't even known were there before. I just, you know, had this feeling often as a stay-at-home mom. And, and I stayed home until my son was about two and a half. Um, I had this feeling like, I want to use my brain for more than just what mothering asks of me. Like mothering asks so much of all parts of ourselves, but I became acutely aware of all of these things that weren't getting used and it felt like, like being trapped or something. And so I suddenly had this, this, um, 
ambition to go out into the world and to start working again. And I had no idea what I wanted to do other than the fact that I had been a doula. I had been a prenatal yoga teacher. I had been a childbirth educator. I, I loved working with women and with mothers especially. And I loved teaching yoga and mindfulness and meditation. And so I kind of pursued those sort of you know, side by side and was always looking for the way to weave them together. Um, and so when Mindful Mamas came along, it just felt like the answer to my prayers, like, oh, I get to serve mothers through mindfulness and yoga and meditation. And it was just, it made perfect sense. Like, why didn't I think of this before? <laughs> yeah. So I think if I'd had a higher perspective, it would have been really obvious from the beginning that I was headed where I am now. But um, I think sometimes when we're on a journey, we don't know where we're going. And that's part of the beauty of the transformation we experience along the way. Yeah. I think you're so right when you're saying that it's a journey and in hindsight, everything seems so clear. When you think about your mom and how she embodied motherhood, especially as a home daycare provider, what springs to mind? Mm. I feel like from my mom, I really learned compassion. Like I, you know, I, I always felt as a child growing up who felt so sensitive and so like shy and, and gentle. I always felt like the world was such a harsh place. And I witnessed um, both in my family and in media and the world, what just seemed like so much harsh communication and violence and, you know, all of these things. And as a child, I couldn't understand why people were anything but gentle and loving and kind with each other. Mm -hmm. And so I really saw my mom in her interactions with us and, and with daycare kids as this just like ocean of love and compassion and kindness. And I remember her telling me stories about when she was growing up, um, being the kid at school who didn't have anyone to sit with. And so she always instilled in us, like, if you see someone sitting alone, you go sit with them. It's your job to make them feel welcome and to be their friend. Or if someone's being picked on, you need to step in. And so she just really kind of drove that lens forward in, into my awareness of looking out for who's not getting the support they need and being that place of love and compassion and generosity to, um, to step in and to make a difference. And so I think compassion is really what it comes down to. But I also, you know, I just remember like being held by her. And as a kid, I loved when she would just like pet my head while we were watching a movie or something. And, you know, it's, it seems like such simple touch, but it has such a deep impact and it's so nourishing. So I, I also really got the power of just a mother's hold and a mother's touch and just how, incredibly loving and warm that is. Yeah. Was she into mindfulness and meditation? Is that something that she also brought to you throughout your childhood? She did. Yeah. So, um, her mom, um, introduced her to yoga. And then of course, as a teenager was very resistant to it and wanted nothing to do with it. Like most teenagers <laughs> are. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then she fell in love with it. And so she wanted to offer that to her children as well, of course. And so I had a very similar experience with it. I, I would do it, but I was resistant to it. I kind of felt like this is boring. I'd rather be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until encountering some harder experiences as a teenager and a young adult that I found that when everything was reduced to bare bones, when I felt like I had hit some sort of a rock bottom, that practice that I had been kind of 
not super consciously cultivating for most of my life was there to lean into. And that not only was it there, but it was incredibly healing and nourishing and supportive and beautiful. And so, you know, when I was going through a depression or um, a phase of uh, really intense anxiety and having panic attacks regularly, I could lean into breath work. I could lean into yoga asana. I could lean into mindful walking and, and spending time in nature in the way that I had learned through yogic practices. And it, it just became this like saving grace. And it, I, it wasn't until I let go of the resistance I had to it and finally just embraced that like this came into my life for a reason. I grew up with this for a reason. So maybe there's something really here for me that I can... I can lean into for, for support, not only in hard times, but also to expand myself in times when I feel really fortified and, and well-nourished. Um, and it, it just became a little bit of an obsession like, Oh my God, I can do anything with these practices. I can energize myself. I can calm myself. I can, um, stand strong in the midst of any storm. I can, um, I can be the powerful force that steps into a situation when things are kind of dull and stagnant. And it, it's just, it's such a broad spectrum of practices and ways of kind of moving in the world, um, that it, it just became like a really, really beautiful anchor in my life. As you describe those practices and the skills that it's been able to bring to your life, it feels like those would be really, really helpful in motherhood. And in your journey to becoming a mom, whether that's at birth or now with your toddler, who's full of love and energy, and I'm sure is very demanding. So how have you used those tools during your day-to-day life as a mom? It's been everything. I mean, I, I talk to moms who don't, don't have a meditation practice or don't, you know, they're just kind of not, not in that world or don't have um, a toolkit of, of mindfulness to dig into. And I'm always just in awe of them. Like, I have no idea how you guys do it because it's, you know, it's, it's everything for me. It's like, you know, my, my son throws a tantrum and I immediately ground myself. I deepen my breath. I feel myself as this pillar of strength and consistency in his space and just kind of witness him moving through the space he needs to move through. And then I'm this kind of calm in the storm that when he's ready, he can embrace and, and be soothed by. And, you know, it's the same with like, if he's bouncing around the house and going crazy and really loud and making messes and it's feeling aggravating, I know that I can walk into the bathroom and literally just like shake it off (laughs) or do some lion's breath to just like, you know, release. And so I, I use it constantly throughout my day, pretty much every day. And it was an absolute saving grace when he was little and I was experiencing postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, because, you know, even though I I went to therapy, I was offered medication. I, I sort of originally went like a traditional healing route. Um, I didn't find it to be effective for me. And I found that when I leaned into meditation, little moments of mindfulness throughout my day that I could create with him and 
um, breathing practices, movement practices, that I could not only completely transform what I was feeling into something really beautiful and joyful and peaceful, but I could also get to the root causes of a lot of what I was experiencing, which I hadn't found in any other approach. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it definitely required a lot of like <laughs> transforming in the beginning because, you know, I was used to a 90 minute yoga practice, a 30 minute meditation and having these like long, spacious, single person <laughs> times to myself to just, you know, get what I needed out of those practices. And then you can't do that with a newborn. You can't do that with a toddler. And, um, and so I, I had to kind of dismantle everything I knew, pick it apart, rearrange it, find like the little bead, like the little essence and then like, okay, how can I get that in 30 seconds? How, how can I get that in a minute while I'm in the middle of making lunch? And, and so it really became this new way of practicing mindfulness through the lens of motherhood. And so that's what the Mindful Mamas app really shares is like, how do I get those sips of self-care throughout my day when I cannot get a break to get time for myself? So it's teaching how to weave that into your day rather than how to... Um, you know, trying to step out of your life to get self-care. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm thinking I'm one of those moms who does not have mindfulness or meditation in my life right now. And I think it's something I really need, especially because I feel a bit misinformed and thinking that in order to meditate or to really embrace yoga, that I need these huge amounts of time. So for a while, I've just thought that I don't have that time, like you were just describing. I have 30 seconds as I'm making lunch or putting together a bottle or changing a diaper or running to my next meeting. So how can I infuse those practices into my daily life? Learning about Mindful Mamas just amazes me because I think it serves a huge need for moms to be able to take those practices into their life and to feel stronger. You shared something before the show that was around feeling like life is happening to you and really giving you the power to live in the present and live in the moment. When did you first realize that idea of life happening to you and that you wanted to change it? Yeah, I um, I'm really glad that that, that landed with you because I, I feel like that's such a huge um, dynamic that I still find myself dancing with every now and then is feeling like, oh, all these things are happening to me. Why is this happening to me? And then like, actually, this is happening for me. This is an opportunity here for me that I can grow through. I can, I have the opportunity in this challenge to be more patient, to be more present, to um, bring out a side of myself that I haven't really cultivated before. And I think motherhood constantly asks that of us to, to, you know, even when we think we're so patient, we have to go deeper. <laughs> we think we're so present and then, you know, COVID happens <laughs> and we right. have to learn how to juggle working at home and being a mom at the same time. So for me, it really kind of got into my awareness, um, in my early twenties, living in LA, having daily panic attacks, just anxiety at an all-time high. Um, I think I was just very sensitive, very empathic, and living in a city where I could just feel 
what everybody was feeling was totally overwhelming. And I didn't have any tools that I knew of to work with that. And so I, you know, I would walk out of my apartment into the day and just feel like the world was coming at me and every sound was too loud. Every person felt too aggressive. It was just, you know, I felt like I was like a dartboard (laughs) going out in the world and these little darts getting thrown at me. And then when I transformed it, to to look at it as what am I being asked to learn here? Like what is, you know, whatever force or intelligence is having me in these experiences, what would they or what would that want me to to grow? How how could I grow in this experience? And so I've kind of shift from shifted from asking why is this happening to me to what's here for me? How can I learn from this? And I think if we take that lens into parenthood, then mothering becomes this beautiful path of transformation where we become that really wise, really present, grounded, patient, serene self that I think we imagine ourselves to be in the future, right? When we think about like who we're going to be when we're in our 50s or 60s, she's probably really grounded and unshakable and lovely and peaceful. And I think that motherhood is one of the ways that we get to become that self is through taking those challenges and seeing them as opportunities to grow and to blossom. And it's not always comfortable. (laughs) It's usually not easy, but it's so worth it. And I think that our children really benefit from seeing us grow and from seeing us mess up and snap and then apologize and, and repair our connection with them. They learn so much through witnessing us going through that process. As moms, we can really place such high expectations on ourselves and expect to be perfect and model that incredibly patient, present person who is calm all of the time. And if we think that's the bar and we always have to behave that way, then we're definitely going to fail. So, so much of what has resonated with me has been discovering that it's not about perfection. It's not about always maintaining that ideal because that's unachievable, but it is about being in touch with when you fail, opening up about that, recognizing it, saying to your child, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I was stressed. And I snapped when you asked me for the 20th time to read. (laughs) Uh, What's the book of the moment that we're on little blue truck. And I thinking to myself, I seriously can't read Little Blue Truck another time. (laughs) But it's okay. It's okay to let that happen and to really then acknowledge it and be open and honest with our children. But it's definitely not easy. I struggle with it every single day. And I can't imagine how it's easy when you're juggling growing a business, which you just launched earlier this year, right? Yeah, March 19th, we launched. So right, right when we went into lockdown. How have you juggled these important roles of motherhood and being the founder of the business? Um, it's, it's been really, really hard. It's, um, it's gotten easier as time has gone on. Like I really feel like just in the last few weeks, my son has really gotten to this place where he enjoys playing more independently and, you know, he's five, so he, he can totally do that, but he, 
he's such, um, we're so close and he really likes a lot of intense engagement, like really present eye contact, really like intense play. He loves to play like battle games and, you know, he's really into superheroes and, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, that requires a lot of energy to bring forth as a parent. And I'm a single mom. And so doing that all myself at the beginning, it just felt totally impossible. Like I, I had gone from, you know, before the app launched being really comfortable in my role because it was almost all content creation and writing meditations and recording and just being in this creative space that I really thrive in and having my son in daycare while I'm working and having these really clear boundaries between work life, mom life that felt really spacious. It, it just, it worked. It was well oiled. And then the app launches all of my roles change. Suddenly I'm learning how to do customer service and tech support and all of these things that, you know, were brand new. And then also learning how to be a work at home mom. And it drummed up a lot of stuff that I had left over, like some, some painful residue from being a stay at home mom and feeling like I, um, like I really wanted to thrive in that role, but I just didn't. And so it really brought that up to the surface to kind of process another time and go a little deeper into. Um, but it was just, it just felt impossible at first. You know, I kept thinking at the end of every day, like, I just, I don't know how I can do this. And, um, I started to wake up really early at like five 30 every morning. And I am not a morning person <laughs> just to get that practice time in because I, you know, when your child wakes you up at 6am and they're ready to play and their eyes spring open and they're, you know, they want to go. And then you're just doing that and work for, you know, 14 hours a day is, it, it just wasn't working. So we waking up early helped a lot getting in a morning practice, even if that was literally just sitting on the couch with my coffee and looking out the window, watching the sunrise, <laughs> that was enough. Um, but I definitely leaned into screen time a lot more than I wanted to. I think pretty much all parents are there. Totally. Um, and, you know, I think one of the hardest parts of it all was feeling how scattered I felt because I remember, you know, on certain days thinking like, I really only have like two hours of work that I need to get done today. So if I can just focus, then I'll work for two hours and then we'll have the rest of the day to just be together and play and like go for a walk. And that never, that's never how it worked out. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I think I've forgotten what it's like to have quiet, uninterrupted time unless it's really late at night or early in the morning. I mean, those are that that's the only times that you can carve out for that uninterrupted time. And it's certainly not two hours worth because you're so tired at the end of the day or they're up so early in the morning that you you don't get that. Yes. You get to the end of the day and you just want to lay on the couch and eat chocolate, have a glass of wine or tea, watch Netflix and just zone out. You're just you've got nothing left to give. And it's so hard. To like look at a yoga mat and think like I'm gonna move my body right now. No, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, so I had to move that to the morning, but it's um it's definitely been a process, and I think it you know when I look through that lens of what was this teaching me, I feel like I grew so much through this time of quarantine, and you know not that it's totally over yet, but you know I look back at the mom that I was at the beginning and the mom that I am now. And I feel so much more flexible 
with, with even just my son's presence while I'm working. I used to feel like I needed really clear boundaries. I needed to totally be in my own space. And now like he can be on my lap and I can just like zoom in and focus. And I feel so much more, um, patient and, and at ease. And, you know, it's, I feel like I've really kind of found some spaciousness in that. And it's definitely taken time, but there's, there has been some really beautiful growth through it too. Has it also impacted anything with relation to mindful mamas? I'm thinking about, has it been a source of inspiration as you've been thinking about more content for sharing through the app? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, we're working on a new category of meditations right now. Um, and with a series for working moms, stay at home moms, work at home moms, single moms, military mamas, moms of, you know, whose babies are adopted and just, you know, kind of trying to reach through the spectrum of what motherhood can look like and how we might personally move through it. And the working mom series came so fast. The single mom series came so fast. Like our team just wrote like crazy people because, you know, we've all been immersed in it in in various ways. And so, um, you know, we've had so many moms writing to us saying like, you know, can you write a meditation for anxiety about COVID? Can you, um, you know, is it normal that I'm feeling more anxiety in quarantine than ever before. And, um, so it's, it's really opened up a lot in, in our community and in our, in our personal team. Um, I read a statistic on Forbes the other day that, uh, COVID and quarantine specifically has increased anxiety in moms three times. It's tripled it. So now 72% of moms report feeling anxious and it's just, I think it's really highlighted how impossible it is to do anything other than mothering. And of course there's women that do it beautifully and they're amazing CEOs and, and they're, they're incredible in their role. But I, I hope that this brings more of a voice and more of a kind of global awareness to how much moms do and how, how much support we really need. It's definitely made it more visible. I'm actually surprised we've gotten this far in our conversation and a child hasn't appeared and popped a head in on either on either side. So it's definitely becoming visible in a way that it hasn't before. But it's also highlighting the need for childcare and how important that is to the economy and in keeping moms able to work outside the home or work from home and dedicate their time and attention to their work. So that's one of the things we think a lot about at neighbor schools is the childcare need and how that's being put on the center stage at this moment in time. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely highlighted that. And I, I really hope that we can see some really widespread changes from it because, you know, it's, I think mothers have always been undervalued by society and under supported. And of course, childcare has always been hard to find way too expensive. And I, I hope that we will start to see some revolutionizing in those systems as I think so many different systems have been highlighted in recent months that there's a lot that's not working in the world and we really have an opportunity to change and, and create a world that works for everybody. 
in listening to you say that, it makes me even more passionate about our mission at Neighbor Schools. And I'm sure that as you hear about moms who are struggling with anxiety, how that's on the rise, that makes you even more passionate for the work that you're doing with Mindful Mamas. Absolutely. When you think about the business for the next six months, what does that look like to you? You know, one of our kind of core components of how we're set up is that we don't create any new content without first listening to moms, even though we have meditations that we're inspired to write and we'll just, you know, tape it on our phone right before we go to bed. Whenever inspiration strikes, we're always really listening to our Instagram following, to our Facebook group, to our email list. And they're always sending us um, ideas for things or like, can you help me solve this problem in my marriage? Like, can you create a meditation around this? And so as we've been listening, we've been hearing from moms so much over the last few months. You know, we, we only launched three months ago, um, but so much has happened then. And so one of the first things that we're releasing really soon is um, an extended anxiety series. So right now we have like kind of an anxiety 101 of about seven meditations. Um, and so we're extending that to kind of go even deeper because moms are just hungry for more. They're finding so much relief in those practices in the app. And they're, they're finding a lot of um, like the, the needle is really moving in their experience of anxiety and they're wanting to go even deeper. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot more of that, just listening, learning and giving moms the support that they need. You know, we've always thought that moms need moms too. And there's no one aside from, you know, doulas and midwives and, you know, certain, um, certain other kind of community figures that are doing that. And so we wanted to be a place that moms could keep in their back pocket and they could click one button and open up this virtual sanctuary where they could just relax. They could be their full selves. They could come with all of the guilt and anger and frustration and shame and impatience and whatever it was that they were feeling in that moment and know that they were so held and seen and that whatever they're feeling is okay. I'm like, we've got you. We've got you. So it's just more of that holding, loving, and offering all of the emotional and nervous system support and relational support that we can. Well, Karina, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today. At the end of every episode, I ask the same question. And that is, what advice would you give to your pre-mom self? Oof, that is a really good question. I would give her so much advice. I think you're, you're thinking that's a whole nother episode. Yes, that's a novel. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the part of me that's like, I wouldn't give her any advice because she grew so much and transformed so completely. She needed to have all of those experiences to become who I am now. But I think, I think if I could give her one piece of advice, I would tell her that she's doing such a wonderful job and she can go easy on herself. And there's no such thing as perfection and no one is holding her to a higher standard than she holds herself to. And she can let that bar down. And she's a wonderful mom, even when she yells, even when she snaps, even when she's upset and it's hard, she's still doing an amazing job. Wonderful words of wisdom and inspiration. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me.
Mindful Mamas is a self-care and mindfulness app made specifically for moms and moms-to-be. They're here to help all of us learn to manage stress, anxiety, sleep deprivation, and how to cultivate self-love and improve relationships. I just installed it and I hope you'll check it out too. When you go to subscribe, enter the promo code EASE20, E-A-S-E-20, to get $20 off your annual subscription. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Bridget Garsh, and this is Work Like a Mother. I'm excited to share another amazing Working Mama story with you next week. But before I go, I have a quick favor to ask. Please help us spread the word by giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way for more working moms to discover our show. We're trying to reach 200 reviews and make it onto new and noteworthy, but we need your help. Thanks, and have a great week.